producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Buckle up. It's time for another episode of Taxi Squad, part of the Score North tree of podcasts alongside me tonight mr artist woods fresh off of his trip from vegas jason stormer always in and around the studio whether it's overnight in the morning he is always there and i am aj frederickson gentlemen we are on the eve of the great minnesota get together the minnesota state fair and we've got a slew of sports to talk about on this night we've got Minnesota Vikings practice joint camps preseason. The week one is right around the corner. TJ Hawkinson, an ear infection, sidelining him from practice left and right. He just can't get on the field. Anthony Edwards is tearing it up overseas for Team America. Team USA, he is Captain America. And those those pesky twins. Who? They couldn't help me out this this past couple of days. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that, that we'll, we'll get to all that and more. Um, how are you both doing here? Artists? Was it the hangover part trois? Part trois? <laughs> Man, it, I won't say it was that, you know, that <laughs> crazy, but it was crazy enough. I'll say that. Multiple what was the highlight? Of- I feel like everybody has like, a, was it like hitting a big hand or did you see any shows or what? Like, what was the highlight for you? I think the highlight of the weekend for me, I like Big Sean a lot. So we got to see Big Sean that oh. Friday night. Really? Um, at the club, awesome. which was really dope. He did like pretty much like a performance at a club, which was really nice. Um, and then another highlight actually was they had the same spot had an after party from like 1 a.m. to 6, 45-ish um, Saturday night, the next day. So okay. me and my guys were literally out from sun up to sundown. We didn't get back to our hotel rooms until the sun was back up, which was nuts. I haven't done anything like that since my college days. So I had a ton of fun, man. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. I freaking put some money down on Aljo and he lost me my little funky $60. And I'm still upset about that. Um, Did you put any uh, futures down? Like, did you, you know, go out of your way? Like LeBron, you know, maybe 2023 Eagles bets. This, this was, this was my thing. I I wanted to test my luck because I have yet to win a bet in Vegas yet. Hmm. Yet. Cause I always, bro, I've always said, I'll make this quick. I've always said, that I bet too much with my heart when I get to Vegas. I just, I bet too much with my heart. And so this time I tried to bet on the two champions on the main, you know, UFC card. And I figured that will be an easy bet. Two favorites. This should be easy mm-hmm. money. And sure enough, Aljo gets knocked out in the second round. Mm. It loses me my $60. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to gamble anymore. You know, I think I, you know, play. I, I forget which <laughs> other game I played. I only spent like $20 on it though. But okay. yeah, I, I just, yeah. That's, that's the, that was the downside of the trip. I lost that. So, but it Jason, is, it have you, Jason, have you been to Vegas or oh, I have no. not? No, oh, I have not. Okay. Um, right. I'm about to turn 30 years old too. Like, I feel like everybody should make it to Vegas before they turn 30. That ain't going to happen for yours truly. Uh, no, I haven't been out there. The closest I've gotten to is like Phoenix or so. Cause I got family out there. Okay. I would love to go. Um, especially now that the sports scene has really taken off there. Um, AJ, you got the privilege of going to a wild playoff game out there, which sounds yeah. sounded exact, like just insane and a wonderful time. So I know like it's become an attractive destination. I mean, it was already a pretty attractive destination for Minnesotans to go anywhere there anyway but now with the whole sports thing and they're going to be they're going to be getting the oakland a's eventually too so they're going to be getting a baseball team as well um i just i would love to go um like when the vikings are there like the vikings are going to be there this season obviously i'm not going to be able to make that work 
But I think that's the biggest appeal for me to go now is like one of my because frankly, I mean, artists, you can speak to this. It's so expensive it is out there expensive. now. Even to just eat at the buffets, it's so expensive now. So I need some some pretty decent incentive to go out to a place like that, even though I know I would get lost in a blackjack table so yeah. fast. That would be probably like the thing that would like cripple me the most if I ever went to <laughs> Vegas would probably be the tables because I like to play the tables. Not a big slots guy. And, I, and I, I, honestly, I'll admit this too. Besides like FanDuel or DraftKings, I've never placed a sports bet. In my life either i haven't like run down to diamond joe's in, in iowa to on, on like an nfl sunday or anything like that which actually sounds really fun i think they've got one of FanDuel or DraftKings down there so i might have to check that out or you know um, minnesota could just you know legalize sports gambling you know any any time now guys uh, we've yeah. already legalized one thing we can legalize this thing now right i'm just saying yeah i agree mm-hmm. but i, I want to get out there i want to get out there i want to go with buddies Maybe not for like a bachelor party, anything like that. I don't want to end up like Doug on top of the roof on a mattress. You know what I mean? I don't want to be your Doug. Sorry, but I, I want to go out and I'm just going to have to live vicariously through your guys' stories in the meantime. Speaking of guys getting out there and not doing their thing, TJ Hawkinson, he's staying off the practice field. We love transitions here. On <laughs> um, <laughs> overrated. Um, he, he, he's been having this nagging ear infection for the listening audience ear infection. Um, but it was reported today and I don't have the tweet in front of me, but it was, I would believe it was Diana Rossini. That was pretty much yep. saying the Vikings and Hawkinson at the time are very far apart. Um, I know Judd actually reported today uh, with his training camp notes on the latest edition of purple daily. Um, as we speak here on Wednesday night, Josh Oliver, was getting a big role today in practice in that TJ Hawkinson role because he he was brought in initially on the kind of pass block or run blocking, I should say, tight end like role. But we do know that from his college days, he can catch the ball. And he was out there today showing off the hands quite a bit, uh, getting a little working on the jugs machine at one point. Uh, but he impressed in the receiving game um, in that aspect. So I, I think we all unanimously without a doubt would prefer that TJ Hawkinson just starts week one. And I bet you no matter what he's going to, but with this time that he's been a part, not fully participating in these team drills for what it have been. It's been a month now. If this, if this doesn't get resolved, how much of an impact do you think this has on the offense and TJ Hawk, Hawkinson's maybe production come week one? Cause I, I, I am in the belief that he plays, even if this isn't resolved by then, I think he'll play, but it's it's going to take a toll where you're not having all parts of your offense in an offense that should be one of the best in the NFL this year. He's not he's he's not participating as much as I think everybody would prefer. So uh, how do you guys feel about where he's at and how this is maybe impacting the offense? Can we play your DEFCON game that we played last week? Can we play that yeah. again right now with TJ Hawkinson? For anybody who didn't listen last week, we literally gauged the room and ranked our DEFCON level with this whole TJ Hawkinson situation. I, uh, the DEFCON 5 is like, we're chill, right? Everything's cool. Yeah, DEFCON right? 5 that, is, that's, that's normal. That's, that's what I was. I believe AJ split the middle at four and then Artis was at a three. So 
Let's play this again, shall we? Uh, I'll start. Um, one, one, more moving. one more oh, time sorry. before you do start. I do have the Diana Rossini tweet here. Yes, the please. Uh, from earlier today, the Vikings and tight end TJ Hawkinson have been working on an extension. Both sides are far apart per league sources. Hawkinson wants to set the uh, reset the market with a historic contract extension for tight ends. He has been limited at practice because of an, because of an ear infection and back soreness. So make of right. that part what you will, but it sounds like a little bit of contract itis could be mixed in there too. Uh, but Jason, your DEFCON level for TJ. I Hawkins. am raising it to a three. I am getting on artist's level where he was last week. And we'll wow. see if you guys Wait, move so you're up. just skipping four altogether. I'm skipping four. Yeah, we don't need four. Four is out the door. Three to please. Yes, please. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this whole thing really i mean this really all changed today because this whole diana Rossini report it all literally happened today mm -hmm. um before before today it was still the ear infection trying to get back his equilibrium he was doing press conferences with reporters and everything like that so you know yes the contract thing was still looming but as of right as of like 24 hours ago i mean we were still giving hawkinson the benefit of the doubt and everything with the ear infection now apparently a back issue has arose so even though he's Again, we're doing air quotes here, even though it's a podcast. He's he's healed from the ear infection thing. Now this this back issue has come up, and it is followed now with this report from Diana Rossini that they are very very far apart. Um, I mentioned last week that I'm I'm guessing T.J. Hawkinson's agents said to him before the contract negotiation started, "Hey, if literally anything comes up, you, you sit down." You get a splinter, you stub your toe, it doesn't matter. You sit down because you are an incredibly valuable asset as of right now, and we need to try to get you paid. Um, and I said last week as well, too, that, you know, I'm not going to say anything super fishy is going on here. I was totally willing to give TJ the benefit of the doubt. I'm coming back on that a little bit. Um, and mostly is because this back issue has rose. Um, it's, I don't think it's anything specific. I think it's just right now back tightness, which you're an NFL player. Every NFL player has back tightness. So I'd like us to get a little bit more specific with that, please. Um, I am now kind of leaning towards that. This is more of a negotiating tactic than it is him actually having a significant injury, which I know could be a very blasphemous thing to say. And I might, you know, eat my words on that later, but this is starting to kind of give me a sense of maybe why Detroit traded him in the first place. Cause they were involved in contract negotiations with Detroit before they moved on from TJ Hawkinson last year, Vikings gave up a second and a fourth. And now it seems like those problems are carrying over a little bit. I shouldn't say problems. These are negotiations. This is how these things work. And I want TJ Hawkinson to get paid. I want him to be on this team and I want him to be on this team for several years to come as well. And, you know, I'm not sitting here in position saying that I would tell him to do anything different. It's just now that we're adding another injury to this situation, the whole back thing is where like a flag goes up for me. Um, I don't I, I mean, I remember saying this, too. I would have been pretty upset if Daniil Hunter didn't have his contract negotiations figured out by the time these joint practices happened. I should have included TJ Hawkinson into the guy into that group too because i feel like a lot of vikings fans myself included were so focused on daniel hunter because the defense was bad last year if right. he was gone we all thought we were screwed and so that was where our main focus was it certainly was here on the podcast and i feel like tj hawkinson stuff um was put on the back burner when maybe it deserved more of our attention from the get-go um as, as aj said diana rossini said that you know they're very far apart um he is looking for i guess quote unquote, like George Kittle money, Darren Waller money, that kind of stuff. So we're looking at like 
17 mil kind of per year or something like that. Um, and I'll let you guys talk about this, all this in a second. Um, TJ's great. TJ proved that he can be a very valuable, productive member of this offense. But I mean, we're talking, I mean, apparently his agent's talking about like revolutionary money here, like top of the market tight end kind of money, like more so than like the Mark Andrews and the Travis Kelsey's are going to get like setting the market kind of a thing. And to that, I would, I would very much tell his agent and his representation to just approach with caution in terms of your demands, because you probably aren't going to get that. And you also don't want to burn any bridges on the negotiating table where your client is forced to take like um, a franchise tag in the future. Um, so this has gotten messy guys. Um, how, how do you, what, what's your DEF CON right now? I'm at a three. This is getting messy. Um, so do we have like decimal points? Cause I have, <laughs> I, I don't even know what DEF CON is. I think it is. just goes one, just... two, three, four, and five. Okay. But so you can do whatever you I want. Could, I, I can't move up to, what is it? A two? Cause it's, it goes all the way up to one. Yeah, one is one, one so is, I, yeah. I, I, I think a three move. is like you've alerted the president. There's rumblings <laughs> and like the like the air force is like their engines are on. The navy is prepared, but nobody's taking action quite yet. Like you're at okay. we're on standby. We're on standby. Yeah, so everybody's I, I think, on standby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I would stay at it. I would stay where I am because okay. like it's not. It's, it's the money aspect of it is shocking, but everything else about the situation is not necessarily shocking. I didn't expect him to really be on the field until the contract situation was settled. We knew, we we know what this is about. Oh, my back. <laughs> I mean, oh, my back. Know, oh, my back. We talked about the last episode. You know, you hate to be that person, but you know what this is about. And you know what? Honestly, I don't knock him and his agent for taking the necessary steps because they do have a, a good amount of leverage. I feel like, you know, they Vikings did give up a decent amount of capital to get him. Um, I don't really see any true replacements for him if you were to let him go and not resign him or whatever case may be. If that were to happen... So you are kind of put in a situation where it's like, I mean, we kind of got to do something in order to keep this offense intact. But the most frustrating part about this is exactly what you said. The last part of what you said, Jason, like TJ Hawkinson is. He's he's a really good tight end. He's not a bad tight end, but he's not the best tight end either. You know what I mean? TJ Hawkinson has yet to have a season with over a thousand yards. TJ Hawkinson has yet to have a season with season with double digit touchdowns. He's he has yet to have a season a season with over what is this seventy receptions. Meanwhile, the guys that we're comparing them to all have thousand yard seasons, all have eighty plus reception seasons, all have you know I think with the exception of Waller have double digit touchdown seasons. And so it's frustrating that you want to get paid like you're one of those guys when you're really not one of those guys. Mm. So you put the Vikings in a situation where it's like okay. You got to figure out JJ's situation too. And JJ is 10 times more important. It's not as pressing right now, but it will be sooner than later. And so it's for me, if I'm the Vikings, I'm very annoyed with this situation. Um, I do think to myself, did, did we not do our due diligence before he was traded to the Minnesota Vikings? Like, did you guys know the type of money he'd be looking for before you made the move? Because then you're not blindsided. You knew what this was. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm very indifferent, um, but my like DEFCON rate is the same. Like mm-hmm. I, I, we, we knew what this is about and I don't blame him for not touching the field, the field until he gets paid or until, you know, he deems it's necessary preseason training camp, all of that. But this is what I'll say again, like I brought up last, last episode, this is a brand new system for the most part for him. And yes, he played in it some of last season, but it wasn't all of last season. 
they start the Vikings schedule is rough to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got Tampa Bay. You probably you get that win. But then you got Philly. And then you got Herbert coming up. And then you got the Panthers, who I think will be decent. And you know how the Vikings against a young rookie quarterback. I'm not sure how that's gonna go just yet. Then you got Kansas City coming up. Then you got Chicago. Y'all know how I feel about Chicago mm-hmm. this year. Then you got the 49ers. Then you got so it's like the first couple weeks of the season are rough and honestly could potentially bury you depending on the rest of the division. And so it's not a good look. I don't like the fact that he's not on the field. Hopefully it doesn't affect him. To answer your question directly, AJ, I don't know if it will affect them or not. I hope not. I hope not, but I kind of feel like it will. So I, I don't, you know, and if, if you're missing this time now, last thing I'll say, if you're missing this time now and you're, you know, no, nah, I don't want to play because I'm waiting on contract. The moment you get a knickknack injury, you know, during the season, you're going to do the same thing more than likely. Mm-hmm. More than likely. So. I don't know, fellas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost just talked myself into a two, but I'm going to stay at a three. I'm going to stay at a three. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm staying at a four. I'm going to okay. stay at a four. I don't think I'm on, like, high alert by any means yet. Um, it, it's, it's, an, it's something I know about. Like, it, it's there. It's hovering. But I'm not necessarily anxious about it quite yet because I have been steady on the fact in my head. I don't know if it's a fact yet, but um, when they traded for him last year, I think they knew because it was a big talking point like, oh, Detroit's not going to pay up when his contract is up. Like they they just are not going to pay him. I think Minnesota knew what kind of what they were getting into when they traded for him. And I think given what the assets were sending back to uh, to Detroit, you traded in a sense where you intend to have him not be a rental. He's not mm-hmm. a year and a half rental. Right. So I think I think they're going to. He's 26 right now. It's not like he is in the later stages of his prime. He's a guy, and I think he's shown, and I, I granted we know the numbers, and he hasn't had that that thousand yard season, like you said, or anything like, like that yet. But you gotta think about where he's been playing. I'm not that not that Detroit's not a good team, but they certainly haven't been a good team for the past, you know, two, three, four years. They're 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 on their their uptick now, which is great to see for them and their fr- uh, the franchise and their fan base. But this is a guy where if you extend him, I think in the back of their minds, they're thinking like, we know we're extending JJ. That's where we're, we're doing that. But if you can go ahead and, and sign TJ Hawkinson, call me crazy, call me crazy, but hear me out. Are they somehow stealing the, the format that the Kansas city chiefs have had the past, however many years before Tyree Tyree kills departure? Elite tight end, Travis Kelsey. Elite wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. I don't know if Kirk is by any means Patrick Mahomes, but a, a more than capable quarterback in Patrick in Kirk Cousins. So if you have those three key pieces, Jordan Addison's on his rookie deal. You don't have to worry about that. And who knows what the situation is when that starts to wind down. Uh, but you have those those three key pieces if you can extend tj hawkinson especially in the post kirk cousins era which some people i know don't want to think about yet that's a solid option for any guy because i think we we've seen that some quarterbacks like really favor the, the tight end rather than like that for the, the wide receiver granted maybe that's just, that's circumstantial but imagine being whoever it is that the vikings are able to bring in post kirk cousins whether it's jaron hall whether it's somebody else that they draft 
and immediately you're thrust into, okay, the, the old line might have issues still, but I at least have two guys who I know are sure handed and are going to get me yards and build my confidence a little bit. And with that, I'm think we're going to bring in, cause I'm, th- this is a better transition than the last one, but I mentioned the postcard cousins era. It was rumored oh, that boy. the Vikings are linked to a potential Trey Lance acquisition. Um, it was reported that he was um, a focus of theirs around the draft. Since then, they've obviously drafted Jaron Hall, and they have a, a more than capable backup in Nick Mullins. But the San Francisco 49ers are, are essentially shopping Trey Lance. They, they have him third on the depth chart. Uh, Brock Purdy is their starter. Sam Darnold has been listed as their number two quarterback. Trey Lance is kind of out of the picture, and they are hoping to move on. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this initial report? Stay away. <laughs> that, that, is, that is my initial. That is my initial reaction. Also, I want to. I want to quickly respond to something that you said, AJ. Oh you yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. The fact that he was playing for Detroit, and I think Darren Waller's situation is almost just as bad. You know, and That's he's true. been a little bit more productive. It's it's not a knock against TJ Hawkinson because I understand what's happening, and I do think he's a good player. I do think it's a player that you want to resign, but it's like his agent talking about historic numbers and reset the market. It's like, no. okay, come, let's pump the brakes. Like, I understand anytime you get an extension, you want to, at, at any position, you want to reset the market. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, I just you know, I, 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 that I really just, only you know. works. But that really only works a quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah, like you yeah. don't have to be the best quarterback or wide receiver to get the most money at any particular time, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be. Kirk Cousins proved that. I mean, uh, the t- a tight end though, you have to be the best tight end, if mm. not the second, maybe even the third. But George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews have plenty to say about that. Like, I. I don't want to say it's unrealistic because I'm not even sitting here saying like he can't get this contract. Maybe he actually can. Maybe he can set the market, but it's just, it's not, it's not really in the best interest of the Vikings. Darren Waller play with the Raiders. Okay. I really just, I really just want to do that. I really just want to do that. The Raiders. It's gone. God, his brother's still slaying it on ESPN. Uh, He's still doing yeah, this thing, they, right? They still do so, their yeah. recaps, I think, on Monday nights. It's awesome. Oh, um, He's great. To, to, to say that, just like this is like back when – this is a point that I brought up when Adam Thielen signed with the, the Panthers, and his initial thing was like, you know, I'm in a spot now where I think we can win a championship and we have a quality quarterback, blah, 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 and I love the city of uh, in the in the fan base, blah, blah, blah. It's a PR thing. Do you think yeah. that TJ Hawkinson wants his agent out there dropping leaks and hints like – yeah, we're we're hoping to settle for like top three tight end money, you know. You know, yeah, no. true. If no, that if that's, that's what's going out there, he's thinking, okay, I got the wrong agent. He's yeah. not doing his job right. I I think maybe in his heart of hearts, he knows, okay, if we can get like in the top three, or even if we set it up to where TJ is the top paid tight end for forty eight hours, and then somebody else just happens to be signing like another deal. I they want that like accolade, a little plaque that they can put on their own held the record yeah. for tight end deal for most expensive, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. You know, That's it, fair. of That's course fair. they're going to say that. Of course. They're, and I, and I think he's like, if he was saying that about like Cole Komet, you know, if Cole Komet's agent agent was saying that everybody be like, okay, pump the brakes. Right, TJ right. Hawkinson, we're having a discussion about it at least. And I think a rational discussion where it's like, yeah, I mean, is it warranted? Maybe not yet, but I think the potential could be there, especially I, I think it's, in, this, in offense, this offense too. I think in yeah. this offense he could probably get there. But um, you know, it once Travis Kelsey's out of the league, you have how many 
top tight end guys that are like going to be essentially in, you know, another just wide receiver one, not many. TJ Hawkins, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to be that guy, but (laughs) (laughs) don't forget about Goddard, but to your, to your trade. Uh, I was just about to say, I I, I thought like we were so, (laughs) yeah, yeah, from the trade last thing, we just started talking about something else immediately. (laughs) Go go back to the previous topic, (laughs) dude. Oh God. Let leave. Trey Lance, where he's at. I yeah. think we've seen enough right now out of Nick Mullins. Um, I think this this past preseason game, I mean, Jaron Hall hasn't shown a ton, but he's done a little something. You know, he's he's done enough to the point where, you know, I, I'm leaving Trey Lance. There is a reason why the 49ers of all teams want to <laughs> let a quarterback go. Like we we know their history with quarterbacks to recent memory. You would think they'd want to hold on to every talented quarterback that they have. So the fact that they're letting him go is is as to me that's an immediate red flag they spent so much capital trying to get him they have tried to make that work a million and one different ways so now they're desperate to try to get some of that capital back and i'm sure they're gonna try to up his stock as much as they can and say he hasn't probably been as bad as he has truly been but if i'm the vikings i'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole uh, i'm just not <laughs> right. I'm, I'm i'm leaving him where he is um Maybe he goes somewhere else and has some success. But if they got Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, they got Sam Darnold over him. (laughs) That's it. That that I'm sorry. If you cannot beat out Sam Darnold, you cannot. You you you, on my roster, you will not be. (laughs) So that that is that's how I feel about the Trey Lance situation. I okay. I, I will say that trade deserves a chance. For sure. Not on the Vikings. (laughs) I agree. I I agree wholeheartedly with that statement. Um, Not that I'm sitting here thinking that there's a crazy, awesome, good player somewhere in there. Maybe there still is. But I I definitely think he deserves a chance to go somewhere where he is looked at as the guy, even though he was looked at as the guy in San Francisco and and be given like a a good chance here. Because Brock Purdy did throw just everything through a loop to Brock Purdy's credit. I got to give the Niners some credit, though. Because normally a franchise would be buried for several years if you didn't hit your first uh, round draft pick quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like if the Vikings did this, the Vikings would probably not be in a position to go to the Super Bowl like the Niners are this year. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback has completely flamed out. They're using a Mr. Relevant guy, and this team is being picked to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That I, I have to give credit for John Lynch for being able to rebound from a situation that would normally bury teams for several years. He has his team in the best position most NFC teams could ask for at this point. But, Trey, look, we need to think about what life is, like AJ said, beyond Kirk Cousins. Oh, 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 oh trigger warning, trigger warning. Everybody just calm down. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. We went through Christian Ponder. We can get through anything else. Don't worry. But Trey is not the future of the Minnesota Vikings. I don't even know what I would give up to get him at this point, Barrett, like not even a fifth rounder, like maybe some trail no. mix, some trail mix, <laughs> a bucket of baseballs from over at target field. Yeah. Yep. Spotted cow over from Wisconsin. I don't really know That's what about it. I don't know. I, and I don't know what the Niners are. I mean, I'm assuming the Niners just want to get him off the roster uh, before the regular season. So they can just have their 53 man all in order and just yeah. not have him be on there. And I know he's not going to the practice squad. He's not have a third. They, do they have a third quarterback on the roster? I, I don't believe so. But but most fifty three man rosters only carry two two quarterbacks. Yeah. Like so, you know, yeah. the Vikings will probably send Jaron Hall to the practice squad if he's not 
claimed by somebody else. Uh, yes, go ahead, AJ. Sorry. Speaking of him, um, <laughs> kind of personal, kind of friend of oh. mine, uh, acquaintance on tw- on Twitter, Matt Anderson uh, uh, uncovered allegedly potentially Jaron Hall's burner account, which is no longer active. Uh, just <laughs> a lot of Jaron Hall. I'm not going to say propaganda because I feel like that's got a negative connotation, but a lot of pro pro Jaron Hall speak and, okay. and like tweets. Uh, mm. I'll share with you. Not a lot to talk about there, but just hilarious because I just went to search it up and it's not available anymore, but there is documentation uh. of. So, so it was likes. Was this burner account like <laughs> calling out the team at all, or was just propping up Jaron's game? Like Jaron, you're doing great. I, I Two thumbs say, up. I kind say, of stuff. I should say not Jaron. It could. It, it very potentially cannot be Jaron Hall specifically, but maybe like a close friend because uh, it's just, okay, buddy. All of the replies are like. All of the replies are like, you know, uh, links from Trey Lance to you know Trey Lance for Jaron Hall one for one. No, uh, Trey Lance, uh, Trey Lance quit on the 49ers. You don't want that here in Minnesota, blah, blah, blah. Or like, uh, a lot of the likes are Jaron Hall should play the entire game against the Cardinals. Jaron Hall. Uh, not opposed you know, to that, actually. Just that, I'll send you guys the, the tweet. And, you know, it's not something to really talk about too hmm. much here. I just it just popped but it up. All, but it all got like, deleted, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is four uh, so hours see, that's ago, the fishy. See, that's just it. It got deleted. So, so you yeah, know, just, you're yeah. very likelihood Kevin Durant helped Jaron Hall set up that burner account, <laughs> and which is why it got exposed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Which is why it got exposed. It's so true. Oh, man, burner account. I, I love burner accounts. I, I I would imagine uh rough estimate. I would say like at least like forty percent of professional athletes have burner accounts. That yeah. might actually be really gen- that might actually be way too high, but I bet it's like a pretty big number. It's probably a good, a good number. Pro athletes yeah. are insecure. Yeah. Very, very insecure. Uh but AJ, would you be interested in Trey Lance coming to the Vikings? As no, opposed to me really. and okay. Not really. I he's he got hurt. We kind of seen what it is, and there's a reason. Like, like I think it was who I don't I I I was busy looking at this alleged burner account. So um I wasn't sure who said it, but whoever said if you're not beating out Sam Darnold for the backup position at this point, we we've got an issue. So um yeah. I, and plus personally, I'm not just saying this because apparently he might be watching on social media, but I think Jaron Hall could have a potential bright future. I'm not saying he's gonna be mm-hmm. um I don't think he's gonna be the next like Donovan McNabb or like Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or anything like that. That was a weird trio of quarterbacks. <laughs> AJ's Mount Rushmore quarterback Hall of Fame includes, we know for sure, Donovan McNabb, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Who's I the fourth? People Who's forget the fourth? Donovan. People forget Donovan McNabb retired as a Viking. People forget about that. I know yes. he played um, like that true. game in San Diego. He, he literally gave up. He literally gave up. <laughs> Artist, does, does Donovan, do, do Eagles fans remember Donovan well? Yes. Yeah, I, I kind oh, of figured. they have to. That's how yeah, I yeah. Donovan was great. Donovan yeah. was great. He, he blew up in the Super Bowl, but uh, got us to multiple <laughs> NFC Championship games, got us to the Super Bowl, had some great, we had some great moments with Donovan. We were afraid to move on to Vic when we didn't. Oh, Vic, shoot. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah. that worked out well. It did. Um, it was, you know, you know, for a couple of years now. And speaking of moving on, how about we mm. move to basketball? Mr. Captain America himself, the newly extended Anthony Edwards, has just been tearing it up. That's all I hear about Team USA. I there's I don't it, it, I have yet to see a sentence where Team USA basketball 
is associated with somebody other than Anthony Edwards. And I know uh, Steve Kirk recently came out with some quotes. I haven't seen them personally, but Jason, you were telling me about them uh, before we hit record here today. Do you want to indulge myself as well as the listeners? And I quote, Steve Kerr said in regards to Anthony Edwards, he is the guy. Steve Kerr, a multiple time winning player and coach in the NBA said that about Anthony Edwards. He's been balling out overseas. This has been great. Um, taking it to Jaron Jackson Jr. Call him out. Aren't you the, the aren't you the defensive player of the year? Like, what's going on? That was in a practice, so that yeah. wasn't a big deal or anything. Um, yeah, Ant has totally seemed, which is no surprise to any of us, I think, to embrace this leadership uh, 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 role that he's been provided here. Um, and, and like, I mean, this coaching staff is loaded. Eric Spolster is on the staff as well, and he actually made some quotes about Ant as well. Uh, he said, it's hard to look at Anthony Edwards and not see Dwayne Wade. Spolster said that today. All right. Uh, I'm not a guy for comparisons. I'm not, but the way he moves, the way he competes, the way he electrifies the crowd. Yes. That reminds me of number three. Dwayne Wade has always been the comp. Like that's always been Anthony Edwards comp. That was his comp coming out of college, um, getting drafted and everything. That's, that's the name I heard the most of. And so who coached uh, Dwayne Wade for uh, several, several seasons, including through some championship seasons as well, Mr. Eric Spolstra. And again, so, he, he he said that he's not a guy for comparisons, but I, I don't really think he, I think this, he just brought this up himself. He brought up the Dwayne Wade comparison himself. It's not like a reporter came up and said, Hey, compare Dwayne Wade and Anthony Edwards. No, that didn't happen. It happened organically. Um, Look, I mean, we've had this debate a ton on Score North about just how much we want our players playing in these international competitions. It's been a huge debate with Rudy Gobert, and I think there's some justification of why he shouldn't be playing right now. But anyway, I, I, I flipped that on its head for Anthony Edwards. I find this international experience extremely valuable, not only because it's a little summer ball, getting the wind of things, you know, you stay loose and everything like that. You get to go travel the world, see cool things, see cool people. That's all great. Go and do those kinds of things. But this is only also potentially going to give Ant another avenue in which to make the Timberwolves his team. Now, again, I want Carl Anthony Towns to be uh, like as much of a leader on this team as Anthony Edwards. But again, I think we all feel the vibe of where just where the, the head of the leadership is going with the Timberwolves and putting him in this kind of position Going out there, getting to wear the number 10. I know that's kind of a, a decent deal, kind of like soccer's number 10 as well. I know for USA basketball players, because Kobe wore number 10. And I think that's always kind of been, you know, a sign of like captaincy, even if it's not like an official captaincy. So, and didn't just get to pick that number. You know what I mean? He, he was allowed to have that number. And so that not, not only shows just respect from kid. his peers, but I mean, I think it just shows that he's, he is the guy as Steve Kerr says. <laughs> Would you say AJ? Coach, coach's kid. Oh, yeah. Coach's kid always gets <laughs> their number first. Classic nepotism. Dude, Anthony Edwards is about to take, and I don't know if I said this last episode, but I'm gonna say it here. He's he's about to take a massive step this upcoming season. Like I could see him averaging like 26, 27. What's he game. averaging now? Actually, I think it was around like 24, 23, really quick. Um Whatever that number is, he's going to average probably at least four to five more points a game. He averaged 24 last year. Yeah, 24.6. So, yeah. So yeah. I see him getting up to 26, 27 range this upcoming season. I think he's going to take more shots. I think the confidence level will be even higher. To have a guy like Steve Kerr, who is a how, – how many championships has this man won? Like 10? 
all together between coaching and, you know, somewhere around in that number. I don't know. It's a lot of championships. To have someone like him come out and say Anthony Edwards is clearly the guy on a team with, you know, Bancaro, Michael Br- uh, Mikael Bridges, Jalen Brunson, who's a dog, mm-hmm. um, Halliburton, who's a dog, mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram, Jared Jackson Jr., you know, Bobby Portis, Austin Reese, to have him come out and say Anthony Edwards is the guy amongst all of these players is huge. It's a massive confidence boost. Um, and it's it's just massive respect shown to a guy who is showing his progression, and we are seeing it right before our eyes. That game against Germany, down 16, literally putting the team on his back, dropping 34 points was sensational. <laughs> That's I I we we all have been Anthony Edwards fans here. It's you know, but that right there, I don't know. That was that moment felt bigger almost than any. Any moment I've seen for the Wolves so far, almost. Oh, you know, just wow. just yeah. about just okay. because of, you know, I know it's exhibition. It doesn't really count right now, but it's just, again, on a team with so much more talent, everybody's like, get the ball to Anthony Edwards. Coaches are like, get the ball to Anthony Edwards. And he's showing out, you know, I, I think, like I said, I think he's due for a massive step. I think Team USA is going to help him immensely getting coached by three of the best, maybe at this point, debatably the three best coaches in the league, you know, much respect to Greg Popovich, of course, but arguably the three best coaches in the league. I think he is, ah, this is, this is special. Mm-hmm. This is, this is very special. I think Cat is doing well um, for yeah. his team as well. Yeah. For, um, um, Dominican Republic. Right? I be- I yeah. So, I yeah. So. I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I saw he got a, Ejected, didn't he? Not shocking. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think don't know. he got two texts in a matter of like two minutes. Let's see, see, see. I know I saw him. I know like it like made the rounds on social media that he was like complaining to refs again during the tournament. Which... Yeah, he. So he's already. Well, what else is new? What it sounds like. Yeah, no. yeah. He's yeah. That's that's an never, international that's, performer. That's literally never going to change. That consistency is, who, is key. That man. <laughs> that is that is who he is at this point in his career, which is why again. You know, I think it's it's clearly going to be Anthony Edwards' team this upcoming season. It yeah. should be. If you're standing out amongst these players, you should be the guy for the Timberwolves. Because as great as Cat is, do I think if he played for Team USA, he'd be the guy? I'm not confident in that at all. No. And I'm talking at all. I would probably get a ball to Brandon Ingram. I would probably get a ball to Brunson, you know, in, in crucial moments. Probably Halliburton in crucial moments before I get a ball to Cat. So... I, like I said, I think Anthony Edwards is like, don't be shocked if he's like top five player in the game this upcoming season. Um, I, Jason, you you let out a quote earlier at the start of this Anthony Edwards talk. I have another one. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but this is from Bill Simmons on his uh, one of his most recent podcasts. But he said essentially something along the lines of Damian Lillard's probably sitting in Portland right now saying, Timberwolves, I'm here. You know what I am. You've got Ant. You've got Ruby or Rudy. Excuse me. How about me for Cat? One for one. Let's do it. Bring me to Minnesota. Do you think one Damian Lillard actually would want that? Because from my understanding, he's essentially said, I want Miami. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. the Timberwolves would be a fan of that? I don't think they would do it um, from Darren Doogie Wolfson, KSTP Channel 5 uh, Sports. He said that it's pretty much something that maybe down the road, but not this summer. It sounds like the Timberwolves are kind of set on running it back, but thoughts on Damian Lillard in Minnesota. 
So we have an update to the oh, story because, because yes, this, this kind of circulated the last uh, 48 hours with Bill Simmons saying, Hey, you know, Damien, check out Minnesota. We have an update from Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian, um, basically shooting down the idea. This is what he tweeted. Um, he actually, he actually retweeted that, that same like Bill Simmons quote that was circulating all throughout Twitter. Uh, uh, Fentress says the Portland trailblazers have no interest in cat. And Damian Lillard has no interest in playing in Minnesota. So this is a no. Um, now, obviously, that's not, anyways. I, that's not a direct <laughs> quote from Damian, but I'm guessing this Aaron Fentress guy is pretty plugged into what the Blazers are doing, working for the Oregonians. So I'm going to take his word for it. Um, boy, oh boy, it sounds it, it sounds like some 2K stuff, man. It sounds something like you could do the really fun thing on 2K with that kind of thing. I just, I don't know how realistic it is. One, because Damien, I mean, it sounds like he doesn't want to be here. And and two, I just don't know how much teams are like willing to really make big trades with the Timberwolves right now, maybe in the aftermath of the Gobert thing, because they probably know that the Timberwolves are trying to like either unload Cat or Gobert's contract. So there's... You know, there's, it's, it's pretty obvious what the Timberwolves are doing. So teams can just kind of point that and be like, oh, we, we know what you're trying to do. We're not going to really negotiate with you unless we can get a good deal or something like that. Um, I I would be open to it in maybe the future. I just I, maybe not right now. I think I mean, if you swap Damian Lillard for Cat, I think this team would be better, like just immediately on paper. Um, but I think we're now getting pretty. I mean, <laughs> This is the NBA trades happen anytime. I was about to say it's getting it's getting pretty late in the offseason to do this kind of thing. What am I talking about? This is the NBA. I mean, James Harden's mm. got to figure out his crap oh with, with Philly and everything. He's gonna get traded too. Like Kyrie Irving gets traded every six months. So it's just like, <laughs> what am I talking about? Any NBA trade can happen literally at any time. Hashtag this league. It is why we love it. Um it, it sounds like Dame's like options are pretty limited because it sounds like Miami is not really budging too much on that. And I, I don't really know. Um, it'd be fun. Whole lot of fun. The Wolves would be a better team for it. It's just, I, I, I don't think Portland would, I, you'd have to give them cat and they already said they're not interested in cat and probably more. And Dame's still really good. He's an aging player though. I don't know how much I'd want to invest him in the long term. the next couple of years. Absolutely. But like, if he's trying to like also I don't know what Damien is. He a free agent after this year? I don't believe so. Okay, no, so he's still long term. I think signed. he's still okay. signed for. Okay, um, yeah. Um, that's maybe, the, that's maybe the thing to the contract. Yeah. The contract is massive, from my understanding. Yeah, and we're already going to be hitting the luxury tax in like I don't know next year, or the year after, with with Ant's contract kicking in and having Gobert and Towns on the roster. So, if you're trying to dodge the luxury tax, bringing in Dame for Cat or even Rudy for Cat or for Dame and other ancillary pieces probably still leaves you in a financial pickle that you'll have to deal with no matter what even if you're getting better talent in the right now so from the Timberwolves from, from a basketball perspective there yeah. is no stopping Anthony Edwards and Damian Lillard in the same backcourt it's not happening it's it's that it's it's not happening <laughs> <laughs> there's no stopping that backcourt D- Damian Lillard I don't care if he I don't care about his age right now because I think he's still a prolific player. I think he's still one of the best players in the league, one of the best closers in the league, one of the best shooters in the league. He's a superstar. And I think that in a situation like this, if Dame was open to coming to Minnesota, I'd move whatever needed to be moved outside of Anthony. Whatever needed to be moved. Jade McDaniels? Whatever needed to be moved. 
whatever needed to be moved. Now, obviously, I would want to hold on. To, he will be the one piece I would want to hold on to. Mm. But if they said the only way we do this is if we get Jaden McDaniels. Okay, here mm. you go. Okay, here you go. Because I think that I think that's a championship backcourt, bro. You get a hungry Damian Lillard that's hungry for a championship, uh, and ascending Anthony Edwards. Um, if you could hold on to either Cat or Gobert, the paint is still, you know, in de- in a decent spot. Mm-hmm. I think the team, you know, I would have to see how it's constructed and who they trade, who they get back, that type of stuff. But I think just thinking about that backcourt, I mean, that's it is juicy. That's insane. It's juicy. That that's that that it's probably at this point that will be the best backcourt in basketball, just off the top of my head. I can't think yeah. of a better backcourt. I think Steph and Clay, if they're healthy, if they're healthy, if they're healthy. but Clay is kind of falling off a bit, you know. So I, I think that will be the best backcourt in basketball. From the Wolves, so from the Wolves' perspective, I'm I would try to get it done if it was possible. From Dave's perspective, I don't understand why he's so hell bent on getting to Miami. I do understand that you know it's Miami, and you know you already played for a small market team, so maybe you don't want to go to another small market, quote unquote. Team, you want to go to somewhere where it's nice weather, somewhere you could raise the kids, the family, all of that. Miami just went to the finals. They got a good, really good team. But to just dismiss, and again, he didn't say this directly, but to, to just dismiss the opportunity to play with Anthony Edwards, I think at this point in Ant's career is insanity if you want to win a championship. So I don't, I, I understand it from maybe a money aspect, from a location aspect, from, you know, I understand that aspect of it. I want to be in a bigger market now. I want to play for a team where, you know, I'm a little bit more happier, you know, playing in the city. But from a basketball perspective, I mean, it would, I think they would be a better team. I think the Timberwolves with Dame will be a better team right now today, depending on what pieces were traded, than the Heat with Dame. I I really believe that because of where I believe Anthony Edwards is going to be. And so, me personally, I don't care anything about age. I don't care anything about that. If there was a way to get it done, I would get it done. But, I mean, obviously, you know, they came out and said that it's, it's not going to happen. There's no interest there. I think that, you know, at some point in his career, um, I think he may regret that decision if that's a real decision that he's going to make, especially if, if he doesn't win in Miami. But once you see the trajectory of Anthony Edwards, and he's a ball player. He sees it. He knows what's going on. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yeah, it, it's mm. so weird because Dame has been all about loyalty, right? He, yeah, he's he, he kind of did what Kevin Garnett did when he was a Timberwolf, put up through a lot of crap, stayed loyal. Eventually, he got traded. We know how that worked out. Um, he, he Dame's been so loyal to PDX, so loyal. So I was kind of surprised when no, I just want to go to Miami when that news started circulating because you'd think that like, all right, he's been a really good employee up to this point. Sure, he wants to win, but you think he'd also make it semi-easy on the Trailblazers getting him out of town by saying, like, oh, no, I only want to go to Miami. That very much limits, I mean, everything. It limits yeah. everything. And also the team is not under any obligation uh, whatsoever to to trade him to a particular destination. What I'm guessing is going on with Dame is that he wants to go to a, a proven winner. Yeah, and We have to say this. The Timberwolves are not that. We think that Ant's going to take this jump. We believe that Ant's going to take this jump. And even though if there may be some salary cap constraints that limit this team, we still think this team's going to improve and be much better than it was last year. Um, I'm just looking, trying to think from James' perspective. He just doesn't have time for that. And mm. even if he's got plenty of, he's got, he's long in the two still, he's got plenty left in, in his legs and everything. Like he's still got lots of years as a player left. I just, I, I would guess that he doesn't want, and even if it wouldn't be technically wasting his time, I just don't think he wants to hitch his horse to a project at this point. He wants to go to a proven winner, and Minnesota just isn't that, even if 
again, we think that Ant is eventually going to take the Wolves to that spot. I that's just, fair. I think Dame just, then and that's why Miami and that's why Miami makes so, like sense because they just went to the finals. But but again, I would I would agree with you. Like Dame, be cautious about that because just because a team was good does not mean they're going to keep being good. I mean, like, they can just... look really great now, but as we know, things can change drastically in a year for any franchise. Dude, Giannis doesn't get hurt. They don't get out of the first round this past year. So true. So it's like, <laughs> it's you so know, true. so so it's like, you know, I, I do understand and I respect the heat, the heat yeah. culture and Eric Spoelstra, one of the best coaches in basketball. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler's there, Bam Adebayo's there. Like you got pieces there and you know, that is a valid point. They are a proven winner, but yeah. Dude, but yeah, but, Dude, but you gotta be is, yeah, bro. you gotta be smart. You got you can't just look at last season's standings. You gotta look at what's gonna happen this year. Yeah. And I know a lot of people aren't like picking the wolves to light the world on fire. I know like scoring we recently posted their over under for the season. It was still in the 40s, I think mid to like mid 40s or something like that. So I don't think like nationally people expect the wolves to like it crazy better. Um, but I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard, that would obviously change things drastically. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bummer. You know, Minnesotans feel like we get left out plenty. So when, when we hear that, oh, this guy doesn't want to come play for us. Oh, little woe is me, but, right. um, yeah, the odds of Dame coming here, I would, I would guess are pretty low, even though, I mean, it would just be, it would be exciting. And also like Dame, if you're worried about media market size, dude, Minneapolis has got three spots over Miami. Okay. Minneapolis mm. is a bigger market than Miami. People actually don't realize that. I didn't realize that. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously it doesn't feel like it. Cause Miami has beaches and warm weather. Oh, we got that too, by the way, but it's, it's, it's not so really, hot right but, now. but Miami's like, it's a basketball city though, opposed to Minnesota is not really like Minneapolis is Vikings. I think of hockey before I think of, before I think of the wolves. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's basically, yeah. And f- football is pretty prevalent down there too. Cause they got the U and they had some good teams with the, with Miami down there, but, but you're right. LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh yeah. turned that mostly into a basketball basketball town too with yeah. fans who leave too early from games and game six <laughs> of the NBA finals right Allen four, three, gosh, I'll never forget where I was for that moment. Even if I was vehemently rooting against that team, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. I was sitting on my cousin's couch watching that game and I just absolutely couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, gosh, Timberwolves talk in the middle of the summer when it's 98 degrees. I love it. Yes, it makes sir. me not want to talk about my favorite baseball team. And I won't get into that now because uh, I'll probably get going and we have to wrap up the show here uh, pretty shortly. Right, AJ? Yeah, it might be about that time here. Any uh, final words from either you two gentlemen about uh, just anything going on? Yes, I have something really quick yeah. to say. I, and this and this will be the absolute last time I address this, fellas. All right, but it but I, it needs Everybody to be addressed one last time. If I hear one more analyst come out and talk about. The NFC Championship game this past year and talk about how because the topic of today, the topic of today on all sports shows was should the Eagles be the favorites? And I'm like, okay, they don't have to be the favorites, but everybody's like, oh, San Francisco. I mean, if it wasn't for the fluke of so-and-so getting hurt, Brock Purdy, they might win. Those guys lost four quarterbacks. Four, four quarterbacks. It is no coincidence that in the NFC Championship game, they lost a quarterback or two. It's 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 no coincidence going up against a team that had 70 sacks in the regular season, chasing the 90 or 85 bears for sacks, the record. There is no coincidence that in that game where you decide to block the Eagles' best edge rusher with a tight end, your quarterback gets hurt. I, I I'm here to tell you guys that was not a fluke. 
No, it was reality. No, no, it was yeah. reality. Yeah. I'm not saying that I hoped that it happened. I didn't think it would happen. But when it did happen, it didn't shock me. The Eagles no. get to the passer. The 49ers don't protect their passers. So what happens? Your passer gets hurt when you try to block Hassan Reddick with a darn tight end. Okay. Now, that's the last time. I'm so sick of people trying to take away from what the Eagles just accomplished this last year. That's the last time I'm going to address that. It's a new season. We're moving on. But, like, People need to stop bringing that up. It's just, it's just they act as if Brock Purdy didn't start the game. He started the game. He started the game. He, the Eagles knocked him out of the game. This is football, physical con- contact sport. I'm done. I'm done. And please join us next week on the Score North Taxi Squad for artists complaining about the exact same thing after we read somebody tweet about it later on this week. No, it was it was, a, it was an analyst. I forget what the oh, person's name was. Oh, was it Ryan was, Clark? But, uh, He's been talking uh, a lot of dumb. Oh my gosh, what he is should he be doing? He should be the what dummy of the day for saying yeah, okay, yeah, Pickens is more the... talented than Justin and Jefferson. What do you say about Tua now? He's like saying oh, like, like Tua didn't do anything yeah. in the offseason. There it is, man. He said Tua did Tua. He he bets Tua hasn't worked out or he hasn't been in a gym. You're just trying to get clicks right now. Like, I don't you, know bro, you're on going. ESPN all the time. You have like really. Oh wait, no. Uh, who's the guy that we're? Darren Woodson has a really nice ascot. He's Freddie mm. Jones and stuff uh, like that. He's got Freddie Jones up going here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan Clark. I, I like Ryan Clark as an analyst. And actually, I mean, I I totally forgot to bring up the George Pickens thing last week because I mean that pissed <laughs> off a lot of a lot of Vikings fans for obvious reason reasons. But he just seems uh. You know, I mean, it's the preseason, you know, you gotta, you gotta work all the hot takes out, make sure you're good and ready to go for the regular Ryan Clark's, you know, just working out all the troubles and fumbling, like fumbling in practice. You know, you gotta, you maybe gotta do that stuff to get better on the field. I don't know. dude. I like Ryan Clark. too. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. And he, and he got screwed over too, because he had to, yeah, he, he had to retire early too. Cause of health reasons. I, I like Ryan Clark, but like, dude, Shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was tripping. He was tripping. But that's that's all I got. Yeah, I had to get that off my chest my last time. Uh, Minnesota Twins had just kind of a, I don't know, okay week. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, I need to apologize formally to AJ Fredrickson for them uh, getting swept uh, by the Milwaukee Brewers, Artist's favorite team. Go Brewers! Um, yeah, Go sorry Brewers. that we couldn't help your Cubs there, AJ. Um, the pitching just just pitching wasn't <laughs> doing well, even though they had an enclosed roof in Milwaukee today. It was still hot in there, and just things weren't working today for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they took two or three against the Pirates, but they're terrible. But this this is the big stretch. Now this will really give us a good idea if this team can. God forbid win a one single postseason game because this next stretch of the schedule is key. You got four games against Texas, two against Cleveland, or sorry, three against Cleveland, three more against Texas, and then three more against Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> Texas is a really good team, top in the AL West. Cleveland, they still stink, but they are your closest rival in the standings right now in this putrid AL Central. Twins. Take like do good against Texas, please. Like at least split those series. But take care of business with the Guardians. They don't want to be out here anymore. They want to start their fall and winter plans. T- Terry Francona is already talking about 2023 being his last season. They have pretty much packed it up. You have the opportunity to bury them while also uh, remaining competitive against one of the best AL teams that you might have to face in the postseason. So Twins, you had an okay week. You have an opportunity to have a really good week coming up. Get her done, Larry the Cable Guy. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of, of Taxi Squad. <laughs> Would you rather have me be a Bill Engvall or something? I don't know. Any of the blue collar comedy tour, sign. you got it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Of course, of course. Uh, make oh, sure to leave God. us a thumbs up, five star review, subscribe to the podcast, download all you got to do, share with your friends. Uh, we'll be back another 
another week, another episode coming up. Uh, we'll record uh, next Wednesday. Let's aim for that, gentlemen. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for Jason uh, Jason Stormer, Artist Woods. I'm AJ Fredrickson. This has been another episode of the Taxi Squad.